Hey guys, welcome back to Real Sex Talk with Honey. I'm Honey, <laughs> and I do apologize for not being here yet this week. This is my first podcast episode this week. I've had some personal family emergencies that have come up over the last week and a half, two weeks, so it's been a little difficult for me to keep up with things, but I'm here now, and um, I want to talk about uh, polyamory. But first, I'm going to remind you, this is an adult-oriented podcast, so please be 18 or above. And also, if you would like to talk to me, feel free to email me at honeyshive62 at gmail.com. That's honeyshive62gmail.com. And it's H-U-N-N-Y. All right, guys. So... Today, I want to talk about polyamory. I also want to talk about a couple of different terms in the swinging community that have just... I notice that they get talked about a lot and people don't understand what they mean. So, and you know what? I think I'll just start with those because it's the shorter part of this podcast. So I'll just get those out of the way. So in the swinging community, you... um we use the terms full swap or soft swap. And then, of course, you could just be like a voyeur. So we all know voyeur means that you just watch, right? Or like to be watched. Maybe you're an exhibitionist. So an exhibitionist like to be watched, but you stick to yourselves. A voyeur, you just like to watch. Soft swap. Soft swap means that you like everything but penetration. Maybe you like to kiss, you like oral, um, to give and receive, uh, and anything else you can think of, but no penetration. Full swap means penetration, but even with full swap, there can be some rules. Full swap, same room. Full swap, different rooms. Maybe it's... Um, now, if it's full swap, that, that means couple to couple. You have a man-woman, man-woman, and you swap partners. Or two men, two men, you swap partners, whatever, two women, two women. But the point is, you have two couples, and you swap partners fully. And you may stay in the same room, you may stay on the same bed, you may have different beds, same room, or you may be in separate rooms. All of those things need to be decided before you start playing. And that's the key to all of it, whether you are a, a voyeur, an exhibitionist, a soft swap, or full swap couple, you need to set your boundaries and communicate before you start. And that's the key to making sure that you have an excellent... Uh, swinging experience. So, um, yeah, I just felt like I needed to sort of get that out of the way because I keep getting questions about it as well as my last relationship. We we were looking into um, being in the lifestyle together. I have experience in the lifestyle. He did not. And he had a hard time grasping the difference between full swap and um, soft swap. Uh, and then when we decided that we were more stag and vixen, he still had a hard time understanding what exactly it meant. So I know that it's it's 
you know, these are new terms to people and um, they, you know, they may not know what uh, the, you know, ins and outs are of the lifestyle. So I just thought I would give you that basic information about each category. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So I do want to talk about polyamory. So I'm sure you all have probably heard of polyamory, know what it is. It's when you love more than one person. It, romantically, when you have a romantic relationship with more than one person. And this is not just running around sleeping with people. <laughs> That's not what this is. This is about having an, an intimate, romantic, real relationship with more than one person. And so I recently asked some questions of a few different men, and it was men only. And I wanted to know what their thoughts were on polyamory. And so I wanted to know if they considered themselves polyamory. And, um, and if they, you know, I mean, regardless of whether they did or not, did they think that they could love more than one person at a time? My feelings on polyamory, uh, well, let me say this. First off, I feel like, and, and I would be, you know, talking to anybody out there who has had an affair when they're married. I feel like anybody who has affairs is capable of polyamory and it's possible they need a polyamorous relationship. Maybe that, I think that, you know, there are some people who just like to fuck and it has nothing to do with developing relationships. It's just, um, just something they like to do. And I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people who end up in real relationships with multiple people at one time. And it happens way more than you think. Uh, you know, you may remember when you were a kid that you were always falling in love. And it just seemed like, it just seemed like, you know, you could fall in love over and over again. Um, maybe when you, when you got older and you got married, you still were continuing to develop or feelings for other people. And, you know, a lot of times you stay away from that. But you feel it. You feel it's there. But you ignore it because you're in a faithfully committed relationship. So polyamorous people feel those feelings and they explore them. And I just think that it's something that's out there a lot more than we know. And I think that many of us are um, capable of being polyamorous. Many, many more than, than we realize. And I think that nobody's talking about it. I think that there's a lot of people who like these people that I talk to. Um, I think that if it's brought up to them and asked of them, I think if you ask the right questions, you find out that a lot of us have either been not in polyamorous relationships, because if you were in a polyamorous relationship, everybody would be aware of it. But you've been in relationships or you've been in situations, let's put it like that. You've been in situations in your life before where you felt like you either were in love with two people at one time or you felt like 
oh my gosh, I could be, I could be. So you walk away from the secondary person because it scares you. And because you're not in a polyamorous relationship, you're in a monogamous relationship. And so you walk away from the secondary relationship in favor of being faithful to your primary relationship. And I think that happens a lot more than, than we think. And I think that if we were to sit down and have conversations like I did with these few people today, I think that um, if somebody was to ask you pointed questions about polyamory, you know, from that mindset, I think that you would find out that there's a lot more people out there who may be interested in becoming polyamorous or feel like they have been without really knowing it. Um, or they've, again, you can't be polyamorous without, without setting boundaries with your partners and everybody being consensual. So, so it's not like I can sit and talk to you and you're going to go, wow, I've been polyamorous. I mean, it's, it's really, it's really not that, but you could look at your life and when asked specific questions about polyamory, you, you could look at your life and say, wow, if I had known about polyamory I, and, and we had talked about it, I don't know, maybe I would have been in a polyamorous relationship. It definitely, I definitely feel like I could have loved both of them at the same time. Um, and I find that really interesting how many people that I've talked to that feel like they could very possibly become polyamorous because they feel like they've already sort of uh, unofficially um, felt polyamorous towards people. Uh, they didn't realize that that's what they were feeling. They just thought that they were, you know, um, catching feelings for somebody when they shouldn't be. Um, but, but there are, you know, legitimate ways to deal with all that. And, so if you have a primary relationship, say you've been married, you know, for 20 years or something and, and you and your wife or husband have a very, very good open relationship, uh, not open relationship, open communication uh, type of relationship and you talk about things, um, you never know. I mean, you may be able to, to talk about it and find out that your partner also feels like they are capable of loving more than just you. Um, and isn't, I mean, isn't that just like wild to think about um, possibly loving more than one person? And I mean, loving them fully as you do your primary relationship. And there are pros and cons to polyamory. And of course, one of the cons is jealousy. But the key to polyamory and you know this is just this is just these are my opinions my experiences from talking to people but the key to polyamory is going to be communication you need to communicate 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 and you need to set boundaries and you need to follow those boundaries but if you have open communication and good solid communication you're going to follow the boundaries because one of the boundaries is going to be that if you ever feel like you can't follow the boundaries, you're going to talk to each other. If you ever find yourself struggling with the boundaries, you're going to talk to each other. So it's sort of a fail safe that one of your boundaries is to talk before anything happens. And if you are the type of person that can have a polyamorous relationship and honestly probably just a lifestyle relationship then 
everything I'm saying probably sounds pretty exciting. Now, I'm not saying that, oh, you know, you're going to be a polyamorous person, but I don't think polyamory should incite any ill will in anybody. I don't think it should cause anybody to feel, feel um, you know, bad or morally wrong. I think that it's just another facet to um, the lifestyle that I have not personally explored too much. And I find it really interesting. Um, and I have wondered about myself. Uh, I, I have always been a very, very loyal, very, very loyal um, partner, very monogamous. But having said that, I very easily fall into a um, alternative lifestyle with a partner that's willing. So if my partner wants to explore, you know, threesomes or or whatever the case may be, I'm very open-minded towards these things. And, um, and I know that polyamory, for, for me, polyamory is almost something that would be, uh, like, I guess for me, I worry about jealousy. Um, I know that, I know that, um, that jealousy is something that would definitely, that was one of the cons of polyamory. Uh, is jealousy. Jealousy is definitely something that could happen, but I think that for someone like me, and probably for a lot of people out there, uh, you know, your interest in having exciting, you know, more love kind of relationships uh, overrides your uh, jealousies. So you're very, very willing, very willing to learn what it is that you could do to quell those fears and those jealousies. Um, and again, communication is a big part of that. And um, trust is a big part of that. You need to know that your partner, so if it was if it was me and my partner and I'm his primary relationship, and then we bring in a third, um, another woman, um, what's going to uh, help me is having the trust that I need and the security to, that I need to know that that no matter who comes into our relationship, my partner feels the same about me, maybe even stronger, you know. Um, and I'm going to make sure, and I need him to make sure that our me time, um, our we time, is quality. Uh, I don't think that a man or a woman could have a successful polyamorous relationship if they do not recognize the importance of each individual and their feelings and isn't willing to put in the effort um, towards letting everybody know where they stand and how they matter. I think that if you're the kind of person that um, that gets into arguments a lot with your relationships about effort or um, letting the person know that they matter to you, you know, anything like that, then you may not want to look at a polyamorous relationship. You might not even want to look at a lifestyle relationship um, because jealousies happen in lifestyle. And, um, and, and when I say lifestyle, I'm, I'm talking about polyamorous as well. Um, jealousies do happen. And boundaries need to be set and followed. And that all speaks to time. Time. You have to be willing to give time. 
uh, to this relationship. You have to be willing to value the people involved in the relationship and let them know and feel that you value them. And by showing effort, you are going to do that. You're going to be successful in letting them know they matter. Uh, and if you have had a problem in previous relationships, if, if you tend to be someone who is told by your partners that you don't put in effort or um, they don't feel loved by you or, or desired or like they matter time-wise, if any of those things are said to you in relationships or if you feel those things towards somebody, then that is not an ideal relationship for um, the lifestyle uh, at all. Uh, and uh, as it is, as it is, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, that that relationship may not be ready for a lifestyle um, experience later, but as you sit, as you are, if those are issues within your relationship, you're not ready. And don't, I, I would strongly uh, recommend that you do not pursue any kind of um, lifestyle relationship addition or anything to your relationship because you're not ready. You need to learn, both of you need to learn how to value each other, show that you're valued, trust, have open communication, be able to set boundaries, be able to talk about all of that. Um, and, and, and that, I would say, first and foremost, is the most important thing. You have to be able to talk about these things. So if your partner comes to you and says that she or he has a problem, and they want to talk about it. If your initial reaction is to get exasperated, not want to, because maybe they've talked to you about it before, or maybe it just sounds like something that's going to be exhausting. If your first reaction is to get exasperated, irritated, then you have a problem. That's a problem. Because in the lifestyle, um, you need to be able to talk. Your partner needs to feel comfortable uh, to be able to come to you with any kind of feelings he or she has, any kind of feelings, whether it's something positive where they're going to come to you and just express how much fun they had or how much they love you or desire you or whatever, all the good stuff you want to hear, or whether it's on a, a downside sort of thing and, and they're going to share with you that, that you made them feel bad or somebody else made them feel bad or they themselves have insecurities or whatever the case is, it's not an upbeat kind of a conversation. You have to be okay with both. You have to be okay with the positive and the negative. If you're going to successfully navigate a lifestyle relationship, you have to be willing to talk and be talked to, to talk, be heard, and listen. You cannot treat your partner like they're an irritation or like you don't have the patience for their drama. Um, because it's not drama. You should be grateful that your partner is willing to come to you with whatever their issues are. Be grateful. Be grateful that your partner is following the rules and coming to you with problems and issues. Be willing to sit down and talk about it. Have a little faith and a little patience and build trust by being there for your partner. So if all of this sounds exhausting to you, don't pursue a, a lifestyle relationship because it's not exhausting. It is forever growing and changing. A, a forever growing and changing relationship. In order to experience in a positive manner a lifestyle relationship, 
you have got to have open communication and boundaries. And that is not, those are, those are not just words. <laughs> those are not just words. You can't just say, I have open communication and not be a communicator. That, that doesn't work. Okay. The people that you see that fail at um, lifestyle relationships are the people who are not interested in communicating. They get irritated by their, their partner wanting to talk again. You know, they roll their eyes again. Oh my God, here we go again. You can't have that attitude. If your partner ever says to you, I don't feel free to come and talk to you about things because I feel like, oh, I'm walking on eggshells or I feel like you judge me or I feel like every time I talk to you, you get mad at me. Those, none of those things are good. That's all bad. Those are warning signs, guys. Warning signs. Your partner, as well as yourself, should feel welcome to talk to each other at any point about anything. So even, yes, even if you were out to dinner with a new couple and you were getting ready to go back and maybe explore things in a sexual manner, um, together with the other couple, even if your partner before that happens says, Hey, can I talk to you for a sec? And they take you aside to tell you that they're feeling uncomfortable. If your libido is so revved up and so charged and ready to fuck another person that, that it irritates you when your partner says she or he is uncomfortable, that's bad. You can't, that can't happen. That can't happen. You have to be you have to have your partner's back at all times. And it may not make you feel good in the moment if your partner has an issue and you're ready to go, but your partner has to matter more, right? So you have to be okay with it and you need to relax and calm down and listen to them. So whether we're talking lifestyle, um, as in swapping or um, soft swapping or whatever, or we're talking a polyamorous relationship, communication and building trust, those are the most important things that you're going to come up against. Those are the most important things that you need to develop. Those are the things that if you have them, your relationship most likely, or at least you are going to have a fighting chance at not failing. So really it all comes down to communication, setting boundaries, building trust, having your partner's back. Those are all the things that you need to do in order to have a successful relationship in the lifestyle of any kind. And you need to recognize the fact that there will be jealousies, whether they're your jealousies or your partner's jealousies or your other partner's jealousies if you're in a polyamorous relationship. And regarding polyamory, polyamory doesn't even need to be everybody living in the same house. I've always thought of polyamory as, as say, um, you know, two women or two men living with a woman or a man, you know. Uh, so maybe you have your primary couple, maybe they're married, and then a, another man or another woman comes in. And, um, and sometimes, let's just say it's another woman. And she comes in. And sometimes she comes in for the um, the man or she'll come in for the woman. And sometimes 
she sticks with only that person. Sometimes it's more of a thruple situation where the man and the woman being husband and wife share the other woman. Sometimes they keep it all separate. Sometimes it's a shared bed experience. It can be whatever you want it to be. But the point is you have an abundance of love and you, you share it with more than one person. The, and you might not even live together. You might be um, a couple who live together and each of you date other people because you have, again, that, that love that you want to share. So you, uh, it, it would be like um, ethical non-monogamy with the intent of becoming a polyamorous couple. Uh, or a, a polyamorous amorous relationship. So maybe you start out as um, ethical non-monogamy, meaning that you each are allowed to um, have affairs. But maybe you're open-minded to the thought that it will go beyond that. Yeah, we're, we are just, um, maybe we're just hooking up with people and our partner knows about it. But our intent is that it's okay to fall in love with somebody and bring them into the relationship. But you have to let your partner know about it. And that's the boundary. Okay, we both know that we're going to hook up and we'll always tell you when we're having a hookup. And we'll tell you about the person. And we will tell you, hey, I think this one may be more than a one-night stand or this one might be more than casual. Um, so the So the partner knows every step of the way this may be turning into more of a relationship. So you're probably going to want to, that person, that casual relationship that's turning into more, you may want to invite them over to dinner. Now they meet the, the partner. And and it depends on how, you know, how you want that polyamory to develop. Do you want it... Do you want it to be where your partner and you love this person? Do you want it to be just where you love both your partner and this other person? And the partner and the other person don't have a intimate relationship at all, but you all live together, or maybe you don't, maybe you just date um, seriously this other person, but your, your polyamorous partner knows about it. It can take on so many different uh, forms, and it's completely up to you and your partners what that looks like. So my question to you is, have you heard of polyamory? What do you think about polyamory? Do you think that you could ever have a polyamorous relationship? And, and if you could, what would that look like to you? See, I'll answer those questions for you. So uh, I've known about polyamory for a long time. I've never really considered being in a polyamorous relationship. Um, if some, If you were to ask me, could I? My answer would be, very possibly, um, what would it look like to me? I think it would look more like, um, I don't think that I would have, I mean, it's not that I wouldn't have a primary. I would have a primary, or I, I could, I would have a primary, however that unfolds. I don't necessarily have to live with somebody or marry somebody ever again. Um, but I could see having... Um, a couple of relationships where we all know of each other, where, you know, the, maybe I'm dating two men and they, they are aware of each other. And maybe we even have, um, um, 
relations between us. I mean, I could see it working like that, where we all three uh, are together. And I don't mean the men. I don't mean the men sexually. I'm not looking to have uh, bisexual, um, you know, my men have bisexual relationships, nothing like that. But just, you know, maybe we, maybe we hook up. I don't like to use that term, but maybe we come together, you know, in a sexual sense, um, together, or, or maybe we don't, I don't know. Um, this is all new to me as far as, I mean, I've never done anything like it and I've never thought about doing anything like it. So I, I really haven't explored what it would look like to me. Um, I just know that I'm not sure I would ever marry again or live with somebody. So uh, that's why I say maybe it would be more of a, um, dating situation where I date a couple of guys and they both know about it. I also think that this is something that um, maybe can happen more when you're older and you're looking for more um, adventurous, you know, um, experiences as well as when you're very young. I think that middle part of your life, you're a little bit more uh, settled and maybe a little more narrow-minded about things. Not everybody is, but I just think that, you know, uh, that's how my life was um, in my 40s. I was way more narrow-minded and uh, just taking care of my family and and not really thinking of uh, experiences, adventure uh, with relationships at that time. But everybody's different. But uh, but yeah, I mean, what does it mean to you? What is this something that you're interested in? I would really love to hear from you. So if you want to email me and let me know what you think, I would love to hear from you. It's a very interesting topic. And I'm surprised, I, I am surprised by the people that I spoke to. Every single one of them, I spoke to five people. Every single one of them said they could be polyamorous. That that it would be possible to love more than one person at a time. Isn't that interesting? And a couple of them said they think they already have, but they weren't sure, but they think that they've already been polyamorous. And I, I, I explored that a little bit. And basically it was they were in relationships, dating multiple people, and felt like they were in love at the same time with multiple people. And those relationships ended up falling apart, so they never really explored it. But um, isn't that interesting? It's so interesting. So this is probably a topic I'm going to talk about even more. And I would love to hear from you. So feel free to email me, guys. Also, don't forget, my Patreon has a special running this month. Go over. The link is in my bio. Go over to Patreon. And if you want to Google it, just Google Real Sex Talk with Honey Patreon, and you'll find it. It's only a dollar a month. And um, I have a special, not a special, I have a drawing every month. And um, there is a new drawing it's listed. Just go go read it. Join. It's only a dollar. And um, there are uh, different things over there that you'll get that you won't get here. All right, guys. And what else did I want to tell you? Oh, um, erotic bedtime stories. There will be one probably Saturday, a new one. We're getting into some good stuff with uh, Christian Gray. <laughs> That's on Patreon as well. Okay, guys, I am going to go. Let me hear from you. Let me know what you think about polyamory. All right. Talk to you later.